Well, we've seen school districts around the area start off with a hybrid model, but then come back and go to full remote. Springfield School District 186, one of those area schools that did just that. And joining us with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY is school board president Scott McFarland. Scott, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you? Doing well. Good morning. So uh, first off, uh, have we got any uh, updates on uh, uh, the superintendent uh, and any staff that may have been infected by the uh, uh, the announcement that she uh, had COVID-19? Yeah, I, have, I spoke to the superintendent yesterday. She's uh, she's doing well. Um, I'm not aware of anyone else who uh, uh, was uh, uh, had a positive case. Um, I know quite a few folks have had tests. A um, um, couple of us are uh, quarantined based on you know being close to her for a, a larger amount of time. But uh, I believe everything was handled well in terms of. Uh, dealing with that case when it popped up. Good to hear. All right. So less than a week from now, students are going to start fall semester, uh, kind of how they ended uh, spring semester, but with a couple of different updates. There's going to be more accountability. Uh, there's going to be more grading on uh, people actually taking part in remote learning. But what is that remote learning going to look like for the average student out there? Yeah, so we're actually rolling out technology this week. Uh, students are getting contacted by their schools that probably they already have uh, to make sure they have their technology in place. So when we start up on Monday, and what it's going to look like is uh, for most students, uh, we're going to have Monday being independent study day, basically, and then uh, uh, remote learning uh, Tuesday through Friday. Uh, a couple differences from the springtime is one, we've had a summer to plan, so we're going to have a lot more uh, ready to go uh, when the kids start. But attendance is going to count, uh, and grades are going to count. So we're going to be looking to our students and our families to make sure that they are uh, doing the remote learning uh, and working with their teachers. Uh, and there's also going to be more uh, screen time where their students are going to be uh, working with the teachers. It's going to also be a lot more structured. So we're going to have, um, depending on what school you're at and what your class schedule looks like, you're going to have scheduled times uh, that you're going to be uh, on the computer working. And then we're going to have uh, breaks and lunches built in and everything else. So it's going to be much more structured than it looked like in the springtime. Right on. So so they'll be on a, a laptop and then like they'll hear the, uh, the, the school lunch bell. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and then they'll know, go grab and, their Lunchables or whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. And then, you know, actually, you know, the, the schools are doing a great job. For one, my, uh, Fairview Elementary, my, my daughter is uh, going to fifth grade there, and they're going to have uh, some of the kids record announcements in the morning and play those for every class. So it's, they're going to try to make it as normal as they possibly can. That actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Not going to lie. I think that's not kind of fun. Uh, but when it comes down to it, um, uh, we're talking with Superintendent President uh, or Superintendent School Board President uh, Scott <laughs> McFarlane uh, joining us now with News Talk ninety four point seven and nine seventy WMAY. You know, a lot of parents though uh, they they wanted that in person instruction. Uh, is there any uh, kind of uh, moving forward uh, down the line? Any any kind of prediction? Are we going to have that at all in the fall semester? Yeah. You know, I was uh, one of those parents who wanted the hybrid instruction. Right. Uh, I signed my kids up for it, and I, I really do hope we can offer that moving down the line. Uh, a couple of things that we're looking at is we will continue to review the data that's coming out uh, and 
we may be able to start up with the second quarter, which would be starting October 26. But again, that's going to be really dependent on what's going around the county at that point. Uh, and then also we put in there that the superintendent and the district uh, can uh, open up our schools for smaller groups, uh, depending on the need of the students. So if there's some students who have some IEP needs or if there's just some um, this, uh, activities or groups that really do need that in-person instruction at a smaller amount for a smaller amount of time in schools, we did allow for the superintendent of the district to do that. Uh, they are working on those plans now, so there's nothing right now that says, you know, these kids will be in the school, but they are putting together some plans for that, and we're working with our teachers to, uh, to kind of develop those plans as well, too. So starting on the 31st, um, the, uh, all students will be remote, but then we'll start phasing things in, depending on how things look and uh, who needs that in-person instruction first. Have you had conversations with um, administrators or leaders at the likes of SHG or even at the YMCA where, I mean, SHG had uh, you know two positive cases, but apparently they're still going to be in school uh, after some cleaning. And when we talked with the YMCA, they're going to be offering, you know, child care services and some uh, oversight of making sure that the children can be be in, you know, on online learning from their from their school district. What kinds of lessons can you learn from from those organizations to get to in-person instruction more quickly? Yeah, we're absolutely watching the lay of the land here to see what's happening with those organizations that do have people in person, be it, you know, um, uh, care organizations or schools themselves. Uh, and a lot of it's going to be based on making sure that we have all of our systems in place in terms of making sure that we have that social distancing built in, making sure that everyone has PPE, which we do have uh, all of those supplies ready to go. Uh, and again, you know, a lot of it's just going to be based on where we are in terms of community spread. We can do so much to protect folks inside our schools, but as soon as they leave our school, there's nothing we can do. So if they're bringing the disease into the schools, um, it's going to spread. So we're really working to try to mitigate that as much as we can before we do have roughly 6,300 kids return to school with us and that's would be what that would be what the hybrid model looks like uh then keep in mind too is we would not be doing um what a lot of the parochial schools are doing in terms of having students there every every day of the week even when we do go to hybrid there will be as as the term states there would be a remote uh, part portion and an in-person portion so for a lot of these uh, smaller elementary schools you would have fewer than 75 kids in the building at any given time. Even our high schools would be about a quarter of the population they're used to. Uh, but again, the key is if people are bringing um, the virus into our schools, we can have all the mitigation efforts we can have inside, but we can't control what they're bringing in. Is this temporary? Or are we going to see these types of things for the foreseeable future? I mean, like like next year or the year after that or the year after that? What what would bring us back to normalcy? Well, I, I, I hope, certainly hope it's temporary because I truly believe that the best kind of education somebody can receive is an in-person education in the classroom. I think we can do remote, and I think we're going to do a good job in terms of offering that, but it's it's never going to compare to what in-person learning looks like. So uh, getting everyone into our schools, I think, is going to be reliant on uh, either having some kind of medicinal uh, support that would mitigate this virus or a vaccine that would do the same thing. 
So um, I'm hopeful that happens here um, sooner rather than later. For everything I'm seeing uh, from reports from, you know, research and scientists is saying probably the springtime. Uh, but I'm hopeful that we can mitigate this spread so we can start getting at least some of our kids in the classrooms before that time. And then finally here, uh, I didn't see your post, but it was reported by the WMAY newsroom uh, in reaction to President Trump and whether teachers are um, essential employees. Mm-hmm. I, I guess just what, what's your take on this, uh, on that on that central question, not necessarily the president and him wanting to get schools open yeah. back up, but on that central question of are teachers essential workers? Oh, I think absolutely teachers are essential to what we're doing with our students. The key factor is, is uh, I don't want to politicize our teachers. So when you say a teacher is an essential worker, yeah, they should be protected. They should be, uh, we should be trying to get them in front of our students, whether it's virtual or hybrid as much as possible. But we shouldn't say they're essential and then force them into a place that would not be safe for everybody. Uh, and I think that's unfortunately what's, uh, what, what some folks are trying to do. But, so, but, Scott, how do you, said, but Scott, how do you square that up with you know, other essential employees, uh, those who work at grocery stores, for instance? I mean, there, there's no right answer here. Um, you know, I, would, I, I want to make sure that everyone uh, as much as possible is protected. But the only control I have uh, as the school board president is over our teachers and our students and our staff. So that's what we're going to do to protect those folks. Scott, uh, I love the idea of uh, having kids record uh, morning announcements. <laughs> that is my daughter so awesome. does too. She's really excited about that it. So <laughs> that is so uh, that really is going to uh, give a, a little semblance of normalcy uh, for what is definitely uh, uh, an abnormal uh, situation. But uh, we're all going to get through it together. Greatly appreciate your time as always, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Anytime, sir.